Welcome, everybody, to the most basic cable. This is Court. This is CVH. This is episode 109, the Matt Stafford edition. No, it's not. It's mm-hmm. uh, Gordy Howe edition because we like winners at the most doing basic the cable. thing again. <laughs> In case you uh, saw it on the first time. Yeah, as some of you might have saw, we started doing a Facebook Live pod, um, and our garage band went down. So we're back. We're back. Uh, Here we are. This episode, we're going to cover uh, cavalcade of topics, starting with college football, a um, little NFL. We're going to talk about 30th anniversary of Hoosiers and our favorite sports movies of all time. Uh, and then Chris is going to get us up to date on World Cup of Hockey. But before we get started, Chris, where can people find us? Uh, you can track us down on Twitter at Most Basic Cable. Personal Twitter feeds, I'm at C. Van Howe. I am at Gort Smoots. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook, you can find us as The Most Basic Cable. If hey, you're weird. watching us now, uh, you can uh, tell your friends. Hey, and if you're watching us, yes. share us out. Yes, please do, that. do. That'd be fun. Be into that. Um, what else we got? We got some email, mostbasiccable@gmail.com, yep. and we have our website, all of our old episodes, uh, the audio versions of all of our old episodes, mostbasiccable.com. If you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, one thing we do want to do tonight, um, it is Monday night, uh, coming off of a weekend. There's Monday Night Football going on right now, a lot of sports this weekend. Uh, we would love to get feedback from you guys. What did you love? What did you hate? Um, and any questions you might want to ask us live, we do have JC. Uh, producer at large uh, on our Facebook feed right now, trolling for comments. So if you guys do have any comments, please hit us up. Yeah, uh, Chris, let's get into it. Topic number it. one. So this is what I find most fascinating from the college weekend. North Dakota State beats Iowa. Yeah. Right? And they beat them 32-21. But it's not just... Wait, no, is it... Oh, oh I'm sorry. 23-21? 20, 23-21, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Last, on a last field, field goal. goal. Um. But it isn't just this win that stands out for me. North Dakota State, again, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, the home of Carson Wentz, who won two national titles there. He's an alumnus. Um, Since 2010, they have played Kansas, Minnesota, Colorado State, Kansas State, Iowa State, and Iowa, and have won every single game. It's pretty good. Per game. So for those combined games, they've made $1.675 million. Cool. Are all all those on the road? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Probably. So yeah, I think that's how it works. Right. Right. Pay him to come in. But what's really fascinating is, so the totals have kind of been all over the place, somewhere between 300, uh, low ball at 250,000 and the highest one, this one being $500,000. Does anyone schedule North Dakota state again? You pay him to come kick your butt. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Like that. Does an Ohio state schedule North Dakota state. If they did, they'd probably beat them. Right. Right. I think, yeah. I, I wonder if they'll see their level of talent, like their level of competition rise as they, like I was probably the best team they've beaten. Yeah. I would say run. So. I mean, I don't know how good that Kansas state team was. Kansas state used to be pretty good. Yeah. 2013, probably not that, probably not as good as, yes. as the old school teams. Um, but I do find it fascinating, right? They have turned out, um, who, who looks to be a, I watched a little bit of money in football tonight before we got started. Carson Wentz looks really good. Um, which we'll get into more of that later, but it's crazy how such a small school could really turn out to be a powerhouse. But now we've seen this in the past, right? With lower, lower level college football teams like, uh, Grand Valley state. Sure. Right. I think some of the, some other examples of that would be like the rise of Boise state. Yeah. The rise of TC. Like those are FBS schools or we're in, you know, before the FBS. Is that what that yeah, yeah. FBS. Yeah. Um, and they kind of had that similar 
trajectory where they were sort of, hey, Boise State's the weird team with the blue, the blue turf. field. Yeah. And then Smurf they turf. would rise and rise and rise and rise. And then all of a sudden they were like part of the greatest game in well, yeah. football history. Yeah. And I think about um, from basketball, for NCAA basketball, I think about Oakland University. Yeah. You know, teams like that. That I Gonzaga. think Gonzaga, Gonzaga, the ultimate, yeah, is the example. Al- is the ultimate like Mighty Mouse team. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Um, I do think it's fascinating. So, do you think after six years in a row taking a big payday to knock off a relatively big school, do you think someone books them next year? Yeah, absolutely. Do you think it'll be someone better than Iowa because they've gone kind of gone up in um, competition? Yeah, I think. Um, I wonder if you'll see another Big Ten team take a crack at it. Yeah. Um, you know, I I think it would be. I think there would be a school like Ohio State, a school like Michigan or Michigan State may look at that as an opportunity to say. D'Antonio's not messing around with Yeah, like, welcome welcome to the big leagues, you, you know. D'Antonio, I just, I can't see him doing it. No. I just think he's so caught, he's so conservative. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, they're pretty good. Right. You know, like. Pretty good chance they can they can D'Antonio D'Antonio and I don't know that Michigan would do it because of Appalachian State yeah they're they're going to be they're jaded on, yeah right but I could see Ohio State doing it um I I could see like maybe Penn State yeah you know doing it but I do think it's fascinating um pretty exciting I mean there was a stretch of time where if Iowa had won that game yeah it and the way all the other games played out it's possible there may have been five big 10 teams in the top 10 yeah like pretty close to that potentially it's crazy and now they're they're out of it a little bit but uh yeah michigan's got to play all those those teams michigan does i mean michigan's coming off and we can hit on that quickly um tom brady yeah he was there mid suspension was at the big house looking great on say looking great playing catch with his uh son uh, in the end zone, playing catch with Harbaugh. More importantly, did you see him playing catch with Harbaugh? Do you think that Harbaugh was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm going to say here, but like the first toss from Brady's got a little zip on it yeah. and Harbaugh just comes back with like, a, <laughs> just a little bit. Like, no, I no. mean, he did throw from the mound when he threw out the first pitch, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's not messing around. Um, he had the receiver gloves on. Yep. He was ready. Um, and they're made of khaki. Yeah, they were. Khaki they were gloves. khaki gloves. Uh, but I, I found it fascinating. And then I was talking to a friend of mine who's a really, really big Michigan fan. And he he said that that Brady was out of the stadium and gone by like the first uh, quarter. Sure. Yeah. He was like not, which kind of surprised I mean, he's an alumni. I just figured like, oh, he's going to take the whole game in. I, I'm pretty sure Michael Jordan and Derek Jeter might have taken the whole game in. Yeah, they were at least up in the box together. Yeah, so yeah. with Charles Woodson. Brady's like, nah, I got to get out of here. No, I've, I have I have better <laughs> things to do. I'm going to go save the have, world or Have you seen... Ride the, a whale. Have you seen the Tom Brady mask? No. You haven't seen the Tom Brady mask? <laughs> it's okay. like a Halloween costume? It, dude, it's effing terrifying. So, Wes Welker... Went to the Patriots game this weekend. It's the third thing that comes up when you Google Tom Brady. It's like Tom Brady, Tom Brady net worth, Tom Brady mask. Uh, Wes Walker went to the game, hung out with some tailgaters, and put on the Tom Brady mask. Yeah, that is, it's terrifying. If anybody's looking to like do another remake of Halloween, yeah, like the the Tom Brady mask with like the color and features removed would be a good mask for the shape. It would. Yeah. Hey JC, at some point here, Google Tom Brady mask and put it in front of the camera. There we go. That's <laughs> a good the best producer in the game. That's a good producer. Uh it, it it's terrifying. Um so he took off pretty early. Michigan also seemed like they 
they weren't really into it pretty early on. No. And they were getting it handed to them. But, of course, in, in Harbaugh fashion. Yeah, 38-7 after the first quarter. Yeah. I was uh, texting with my cousin, and he's like, we we, uh, we really need this game to regress to the mean. <laughs> and then when Colorado uh, missed the field goal, that would have made it 24-7. to He's like, ah. Do you yeah. got it? All right. He's JC's- like, mean regression shows up just in time. <laughs> All right, JC, put that thing in front of the camera. All right, guys. Here we go. Can you see that? I can't see. I have no idea what JC is showing you guys. JC's got it up there. You guys can see it. That is the Tom Brady mask. That is Wes Walker wearing it with a shirt that says fake Brady. Did you say free Brady? <laughs> Wait, what's it say? No, it says fake Brady. Fake Brady. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty that's, good. It's pretty, Thank pretty you, glorious. Thank you, JC. Crack, crack work there as our producer. Uh, guys, for those of you uh, who may be wondering, JC, one day we'll get a mic. He has to earn it. We don't know how he's going to earn it yet. That's we, That gets him a step closer. That does get him a step closer. And not. Uh, in my, he does want a Janet Jackson. In like, my son's kindergarten classroom, they have this thing, and everybody starts the day on green, and mm-hmm. they all have clothespins. Yeah. And then throughout the day, they will either clip up or clip down. <laughs> and you don't want to clip up, or you want to clip up. You want to like, clip up, right? It's like, it starts like, nice day, and then it's like, great day, and like, super kid, and then the top is like, you own the school. And at the bottom is like, we call your mom. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you just got clipped up, JC. Good job, yeah. bud. We're actually going to- yeah. yeah, we're gonna put a little chart up here on the wall yep. of you clipping up, mm-hmm. and the top, and then the top will be a microphone. Yeah, yeah, your Madonna. <laughs> you mic. get it. <laughs> it will be. <laughs> All right. So, um, moving on to what I thought might have been one of the most impressive victories of the weekend, Louisville just shellacking Florida. Yeah, State. they they just they went forty three points. I think sixty three to. Yeah, yeah, forty-three to twenty, something um, like that. They were led by one Lamar Jackson. Uh, you guys might might have seen some highlights. King of the touchdown, king of the touchdown. Um, he threw. Did you know that the touchdown was invented over one hundred and twenty years ago by Lamar? By Jackson? Lamar Jackson, got in his time machine, came yeah. back, uh, threw for two hundred sixteen yards and one touchdown, but rushed for one hundred and forty-six and four scores on seventeen carries. And what did this prompt? It prompted one Michael Vick via Twitter to say. Lamar Jackson is five times better than I was at Virginia Tech. (laughs) Isn't that incredible? Isn't that absolutely incredible? So does that mean he's going to? No, I don't want to make that that joke. Now you guys all know that joke. Now stop it. Now if I I want to tie into something that we also want to talk about: MSU beating Notre Dame and uh, OSU beating OU, right? Uh, Ohio State beating Oklahoma, and both Notre Dame and Oklahoma. Oklahoma is twenty-five now. In, yep. in the rankings, right? Started the season uh, number three. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame is mm-hmm. out of the rankings, started the season number nine. Boo-hoo. Right? But Louisville and Houston. Yeah, they're the new... Uh, they're like, if if I had to have two teams take the place of those like old guard college football teams, Louisville and Houston are the perfect They're pretty too. fun, yeah. Now, is the hype too early for Lamar Jackson, for the Heisman? You've got Christian McCaffrey, Lamar Jackson, or yeah, Lamar Jackson. I don't think so. I mean, he's but, had two. But every September, you remember Leonard Fournette last year? I remember uh, Denard Robinson. Oh yeah, Denard two Robinson years in a row, yep. like yep. shattering. Did Tate Forcier ever get any highs? No, Tater okay. Tot did not. Tater Tot did not get any no. talk. He just, you know, <laughs> he just, he did... just spontaneously combusted on yeah. the field. Um, I do think that college football. So I watched a decent amount of football this weekend. And um, checked in on that on the Florida State game, and I was like, "Oh, this is a nightmare." Um, should have been a mercy rule at some point. 
Now, Bobby Petrino has a checkered past, right? Yep. To, to say the <laughs> least. And the, the coach, Louisville, men's basketball. Has also. Also checkered. Also things. Yeah. So how how long? So for those of you who don't know, like Bobby Petrino burned out quite brightly with the Atlanta Falcons. Right. Do you think he uses this as a springboard to get back into the NFL or a higher level? Or do, I, you, do you think I, he just stays? I think that there's not too many coaches who – college coaches who jump to the NFL who go back to college that jump back to the NFL. I think I think in that regard, you usually only get one Now, does that make you – now, it. does that lead us to believe that our favorite coach on the planet, uh, Jim Harbaugh, will stay in college? Do you think he's learned his lesson? I think he he may have an exemption because he was wildly successful. He was at you know his first college real real big college job and his first pro football job, and he seems like he'll have a chance to be wildly successful again. Right. I think he and and Saban, if Saban ever wanted to go back, like those are guys like if you win a national championship, you probably get to go back. Right. But there's not a ton of guys who make that jump and then go back and then. Well, let me ask you a question because why. Because it's clear that Urban Meyer is never going to the pros. No. Right? Like, he runs a college game. He loves reloading every year. Yeah, it's so much easier to trick kids than it is adults. And that's very true. <laughs> um, but it seems like there's this constant want and need to get to the NFL from college. And and I've got pulled up uh, a little bit of info on Tom Herman. Oh, yeah. Head coach at um, Houston. Houston. Who, uh, who was the OC at um, Ohio State when they won a national mm-hmm. t- championship, their last one. Um, is a member of Mensa. Oh, is a genius, huh. which is fascinating. Um, I you... took the Jeopardy online quiz once. How'd it go? <laughs> Didn't make it on the show. <laughs> take that, Tom Herman. Take that, Tom Herman. I wonder if Tom Herman will ever be on Jeopardy. That'd be so cool. It would be super cool. He did. Uh, Paul Wall did make him a, a grill that he does wear every once in a while. So Tom Herman, sweet, officially the coolest uh, college college football coach. So far. cooler than Dabo. Dabo is great. He's just such a maniac. Yeah. He's just always covered in sweat and like running around and yelling <laughs> at people. Which is sweat like, and purple. He is. Yeah. Dabo is pretty good though. Um, so we talk about Bobby Petrino. Do you think Tom Herman, he can't be at Houston that long, right? It's like, this is his, this is his year in Houston. Yeah. But if you're. If you're, I mean, Houston's been successful, but they had one loss last year, right? Yep, and yep. then they're they're kicking ass this year. Yeah. So 2015 season. Well, so now it's the second year. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, if you can get that a school like that to prominence, and and that's an interesting place because like a lot of the big Texas schools are way down. Yeah. And yeah. Well, Texas. I mean, after that Notre Dame win, but still. Right. Yeah. Um. You know, they're certainly not where they were a decade ago when that's they correct. were in the national title game and winning the national title game so i think that that's a big like so tom, having a tom big herman, permit a big big program in texas might be yeah and tom know. herman owns texas right now yeah right like if you played any of those i mean there's a chance that they what are they ranked right now they're sixth so right now louisville's three houston six yeah there's a chance that both of those teams could be in the final four sure you know because i don't see either of them losing yeah anytime soon um and Houston, they did their job. Who did they beat 
uh, they beat Oklahoma, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the first game? Yes. yes. Yeah, first game of the year. So Oklahoma, you know, they, they, they might be a little bit of a sham. They could. But, I mean, they lost to two teams that are in the top six. That's the thing about it. It's got to be tough for Oklahoma because they lost. They did lose to two of probably two of the smarter coaches in college football. Sure. And two of the better teams in college football, but they were completely out of the playoff. Yeah. There's you, no way they can get back in. No. And that's good. You know, I, is for a prestigious team, is there a team that has worse looking jerseys than no. the Oklahoma Sooners? Like, no. it's like, did they just, did they wash the red and the white ones together? Is that why they look <laughs> like, I remember, so I was watching the game on Saturday and I, I've actually never looked it up, but like the, the analyst is talking about what a Sooner is. And so during like the land rush. There were boomers and Sooners, and the Sooners were the ones that like cheated their way to get to the yeah. the better lane sooner. And I was like, "That's that's what you named your college program after? That's yeah. fascinating." Uh, any Oklahoma Sooners fans? Sorry, guys. Um, yeah. Yeah. I do. I do think though. I mean, I'm more intrigued by college football this year. And yes, there's probably an aspect of Michigan being really good, and us being Michigan fans that has me has me intrigued in what's going on. But I'm more intrigued now than I haven't been in a long time just because there's so many good teams and so I, many new teams. Yeah. I, uh, do we, uh, got any more college football points? I we, think that's it for, okay. for college. Football. So I, uh, this is a kind of a clunky segue. Here we go. But however, uh, through three weeks of college football and two weeks of the NFL, yeah. college football is so much more fun. Yeah. So much easier to watch. Yeah. Like when I was watching the NFL yesterday, specifically the lions game, I was like, Oh, every play ends in a penalty or an injury? Great. Great. I'll this see is, you later. This is super cool. <laughs> and like I was watching college football on Saturday, I'm like, oh, this is like they're going up and down. Mm-hmm. They're... Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of defense in college football. I'll say that, like this first no. and foremost. Like the one reason that the NFL is a little bit harder to, to digest sometimes is because the defense is much better than than it is in college. Um, but that said, you're correct, right? And a lot of the they do play a faster tempo game in college. And yes, the NFL is adapting to that, right? But it's college is it is a lot more fun to watch. I will say that the level of competition isn't always as good, right? Like I was hoping that that Louisville game was a lot closer than it sure. was, right? I mean, Florida State uh, winning a national title a couple of years ago, having that great comeback a couple of weeks ago against Old Miss. I was really hoping that game would be much better. Uh, that said, I mean. We aren't even into the the bulk of the rivalry games yet, and it's already been fantastic. Yeah, and there's there's something going on where I think it's pretty clear that Alabama and Ohio State yeah. are a step above everybody. I agree with that. Right now. And and then there's this whole other the pack, the Louisville, Michigan, mm-hmm. Clemson, Houston, Michigan State, Yep, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, mm-hmm. like all these three and O teams, like probably like the rest of the top ten, Georgia, throw them in there. Yep. Where there's a lot, you know, there's probably not a huge difference between three and 12. Yeah, I and agree. And those teams are going to get, you know, not those teams, none of those teams have played each other yet because all those teams are still undefeated. And so, like, the sort of the weak teams, the Notre Dames, the Florida States, like, they've, you know, they've had, they've had their struggles. They mm-hmm. haven't been as good as they thought. And they've kind of trickled out of that top 10. And now I think when we get top 10 matchups for the rest of the year, they're going to be, they'll be like playoff games. Mm-hmm. You're really going to, it really grinds into these incredible matchups, you know? And so for us, like clearly we're looking forward to Michigan state. Clearly we're looking forward to Ohio state, all the great sec matchups. I will say one small college football note. uh, And I think I tweeted this out on Saturday. I was watching the Notre Dame Michigan state game and good God are the Under Armour jerseys. 
just abysmal. Yeah. But not only the jerseys, the sideline apparel. I don't know if you saw. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that defensive coordinator? Yeah, I did. Like the the Kelly, the, like the Kelly, not even Kelly Green, just like just straight fucking green, <laughs> straight up green. And it was, and of course, like I commented, I commented that like he had this, he him and Under Armour were taking major L's for the terrible polo that he was wearing. Yeah, and like the goatee and the, and the, the sweepy the go- hair doesn't the help. The goatee really, really tapped it up, and it was so hard. To take to take a, a photo of him where he didn't look like a gargoyle. Like I was really trying my damnedest to get a good photo across. Um, but I, I, Under Armour's jerseys, I just they just don't compare to Nike. Nah, it's just not the same. And you know, kudos to them for JC would probably love to talk about Under Armour. Um, kudos. Oh, yeah. Here we go. He's just decked out in it right now. Yeah. <laughs> you guys can't see him, but. He's got some light up uh, curry twos on. Yeah, yeah the chef doesn't. JC JC is is the Kent Bazemore of <laughs> of the most basic cable, um, but it's just like I they seem to have like kind of t- not taken over college football. Clearly, it's still dominated by Nike, but they have these inroads. Sure, and you've got a chance of one of the best not best programs, but one of the most highly recognizable programs in the country, and you come out with that. Yeah, like that's a bad look. Yeah, real bad. Um, all right, let's move on to the NFL. The NFL. All right, so a lot of games yesterday. We talked, we hit on the fact that uh, our lines are terrible. Uh, last week, we were really, really, the optimism was primed. The week one optimism was primed. Oh, of course. Of course, it was dashed to bits as soon as humanly possible. Yeah, the... Uh... Okay, let's just start there because we can get out of the way. Yes. And again, if anyone has questions for us or wants to ask us a question, please do. JC will throw it our way. Um, because we are talking local sports. Can you can you see the questions, JC, or are you just watching like TMZ or something? Yeah, I can see the questions. All right. We do wonder. Okay. Yeah. You can go. make some up if you, you want to make, make us feel up. good. Here we go. All right. So um, I guess the thing, yeah, there's a lot of penalties. DeAndre Levy was hurt. Um, really thin at linebacker. Then everybody else got hurt. Then everybody else got hurt. But that isn't why they lost the game. Their defense... You know, I, I don't think their defense is great, but they're pretty stout against um, the Titans. Why I think they lost the game is because they had this immaculate game plan offensively for game one and executed it perfectly. And then got to game two and were like, nope, not doing that anymore. Well, I think it it broke down early when, like, Stafford had maybe one of his best games, if not his best game ever. In game one, and he's in clearly the, he's in the best stretch of his career. Yeah, of course. He had something like twenty three touchdowns mm-hmm. and two interceptions in the last nine plus games, uh, halfway through this game. Right. And early on, he looked good, and his receivers dropped a bunch of balls. They did. And there was some miscommunication, and almost it almost seemed as if like that that disrupted them more than the Titans did. Sure, I agree. And with that. then he. It, he kind of like all of a sudden he was like the gunslinger again. Yeah. And he did make a like a breathtaking pass to Bolden on the, he did. the one touchdown. It was it was it was like a totally dangerous pass. It was. But you know, it was the kind of thing that like John Madden would have gushed all over I know. Brett Favre for. But that isn't the quarterback I want. I know. And that's and it just seems yeah. like like as soon as they had a little bit of a struggle with their offense, and it wasn't even a struggle because of the way they were being defended, it was just they were off kilter or maybe, you know, Pews had too much zip on the ball because he's at home. Right. And then it just sort of crumbled and, you know, the game ended on a a Matthew Stafford interception <laughs> where he threw off his back foot. Of course. And it was just like, I think that 
like my wife had to wake me up. Like I was just on the floor <laughs> drooling, just like Harrington. Kid, Kitna. Yeah, exactly. Kitna. <laughs> Harrington. You're catatonic. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, Stafford. And, <laughs> and it was just all this flashback of this terrible quarterback play when really for the last 10 games, yeah. he'd been the best player on the team. Yeah. And I, I hope he can write the ship because I, I do want, I, I want the Lions to be better more than I want to make fun of them. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, we do it. I mean, it's a defense mechanism at this point, yes. right? Um, it, yeah. I mean, I thought it was strange to me because they were so good in the flats, right? And you look at quarterbacks who were super successful this this past weekend, um, and you look at Garoppolo, who we'll get to before he got hurt, was just all over the flats. Yep. Carson Wentz um, last week, and then this week, I know he had a bomb, which was set up by, by throwing those short and intermediate passes. But that's where the game's at, and that's where people are super successful. And that's why people like Tom Brady play forever, because he gets the ball out quick. He doesn't get hit. Um, and he lets his receivers and running backs make plays. You look at Danny Woodhead going down for San Diego, which is devastating after you already lost Keenan Allen. Sure, yeah. Danny Woodhead is the quintessential flats player, right? You get him out there uh, on a wing, and you throw it to him, and you let him make moves, right? Him and Theo were tied for receptions for running backs last year. And... You had, I know Abdullah got hurt a little bit later, but last week it was a constant of one or the other, right? Sure. And then it was an onslaught of these like little zip passes out to the flats. And I didn't see any of that yesterday. Yeah. I think, you know, and you mentioned Tom Brady and uh, even Sam Bradford on Sam Bradford looked great. We will get to Sunday that. Sunday night. Yeah. Um, but the, I think the thing is, is if you're quarterback, if you're, you're defense and you're playing against Tom Brady, and all of a sudden he holds the ball for an extra second and he chucks it downfield, your reaction is, oh, shit. Right. But if you're going up against Matt Stafford and he holds the ball for an extra second and he chucks it downfield, it's like, oh, he's probably throwing in a triple coverage. Yeah. And you're not, you know, you're 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 prepared for it. Well, and, and Robert Mays, I think, said it the best. He wrote that piece for the ringer about the dink and dunk offense and Stafford being the king of that and how Jim, <laughs> Jim Bob Cuter um, keep Stafford from hurting himself, yes. right? He saves him from himself, and he just broke free of that. Yeah. yeah, he's like, nope, I'm back. So I'm just back on the train of. Well, yeah, they're going to Green Bay next week. It's tough. I mean, so. Green Green Bay looks terrible, but yeah. still, they're still Green Bay. Um, all right, so let's talk about. I want to talk about that Minnesota game. Some really, really interesting things they hit on. Right, uh, first game in the Vikings' new stadium, U.S. Bank Stadium. 66. It's a lovely, lovely looking stadium. It's crazy looking. Yeah. Right? I saw it live when I was in Minnesota. I didn't get to go in there, but I saw it from the outside. It is, it's really great. Um, this has kind of been talked about all day. Um, but do you see when? It, did you see Adrian Peterson hurt his knee? Oh yeah. Did you see them cart him off? Like not cart him off, but carry him off? Yeah. Right by the bar. Yeah. That's like on the field. Yeah. You guys are just like what's. Oh hey, <laughs> there goes our there goes our hopes and dreams. I don't, I don't. Well, another it's, round. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because I don't know that that's true. No, I think Be, yeah. Well, because their defense is so good, but also because AP has thirty-one rushes this year so far in two games for fifty yards. Yeah, he's not there. He he and he and the line look out of sync. Yes. Like they don't know where he's going to go, or he doesn't know where he's supposed to go. But um, who's not out of sync? Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford. To Stefan to Stefan Diggs. Yeah, that's Stefan Diggs, man. Dude, nine passes for 182 so yards. And he had 100 game. plus yards yep. in the first game, too. He did. Maybe he's the guy to get to 2,000. Dude, it's crazy. So Bradford, 22 of 31 for 286 yards, two touchdowns, no turnovers. 
win. And he got like nailed on his left hand. Yeah. It was like, yeah, he was out of the game for a bit. Wasn't, didn't he? I don't know if he went out. I think he's, I think he stayed in. Okay. Um, the whole way, but I mean, they are Quinn. They are that quintessential. Like they remind me of, of the Broncos. From yeah. Their, their defenses. And it's kind of a, I mean, you probably know names cause you know a lot more yeah. football than I do, but when I was watching them, it's like, Oh, there's, there's not a star on this defense. It's like, there's always four guys yeah. around the ball. Harrison Smith. Yeah. Um, their safety is probably their, their most known player. Um, you know, they have a lot. I mean, they have a lot of just like grinded out. Anthony Barr, I guess is one of their, their more known, players. but they don't have like, they're a bit of a no name defense. Yeah. Um, and so like super NFL nerds, you know, would know some of their players, Cap- Captain Mutterland, just because his name oh, right, is right. Captain yeah. Mutterland. Captain. Um, but they, I, I, I don't see anyone having an easy time with them. No. You know, I assume that a lot of the games are probably gonna be low scoring for the most part, but Bradford looked really, really good. Yeah. I mean, he let him. And I believe if I'm not mistaken, uh, AP had, I don't know if it's a torn meniscus. That's what was being reported today. Like I. I uh, was sitting next to my coworker, and he has his first two picks in their fantasy draft. His fantasy draft this year were, uh, I think, Adrian Peterson and Keenan Allen. Oh my god, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Today, like people were just, I, I walked into work and people were just like, "Oh come on!" Like, yeah, you know. It, and there's so many, so many people are going down. Like, talk about Woodhead. Like, he is somebody a lot of people pick up because of all the rece- receptions he has. A lot of big injuries. Um, by the way, I did see Steven Tullock play tonight for the Eagles. Oh yeah. Looking yeah. kind of Steven Tullock ish. Nice. Interesting. Uh, for his, uh, pre-planned sack celebration, I think a he, lot more low impact. Like he just, he gets a sack and he just goes. Yes. I think Schwartz is like, keep it together. Keep it in your pants. Uh, Rogers. That's where Schwartz is now. Yeah. Defensive coordinator for Philly. Yeah. Well, cause he was in Buffalo. Right. And Rex Ryan was oh, that's like, right. Yeah. You got to get I'm out of the here. defensive coordinator. Yeah. You can't, be you're not fat team. enough to work here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, would you send me like, uh, at least so- someone fat from Buffalo got fired. They had, no, they had like, they fired the offensive coordinator. It's like, well, they had to fire one fat guy. So <laughs> neither of the Ryan brothers can be fired. Yeah. Uh, quickly Rogers in this game, 20 of 36, 213 yards. He, had, he did have two touchdowns. But he was sacked five times in a two fourth quarter turnover. Yeah, he looked pissed. He did. Yeah, I mean, he, that, I don't but know that I've ever happens, seen him get his ass kicked like this that. This happens with the Packers. He always has like the relax right thing where, and again, I and I told you coming into the season, I I'm a little down on Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I thought last year was a bad year on his part. He did have Jordan Jordy Nelson in this game, targeted eleven times, only caught five passes for seventy three yards. So. They're the Packers. I do assume that they're going to figure this out. Yeah, they'll, they'll probably prob- figure it out against the Lions, which would be great. Can't yep, wait. That's, that's our job. That's our job, just to get kicked in the teeth. Um, but I don't see anybody in the North beating Minnesota. So my question to you, where does Minnesota rank uh, in the NFC? If you had to rank them with the other NFC powerhouses, right? So you've got... I don't know that there are NFC powerhouses. Well, okay. Right. Because Seahawks went down. Seahawks went down. They always lose to the Rams, so yeah. I don't know what to think about that. Um, but you've, I, I would still say, I mean, I would say the game that Arizona played against Tampa Bay, like that was pretty much like a redemption yes. game. I mean, I still think Arizona's going to be good. I, the Giants are surprisingly good. I, I will never live down taking the Redskins over <laughs> the Texans. You sure won't. That's... I will never live that down. That was the most That was the most colossally stupid thing that I could possibly do. Bill O'Brien are going to be laughing at you all season. I know. In our yeah. wins pool, man, I had a chance. I took the Bengals first. Bengals rough start, but they played the Steelers. Um, 
And I had I had it lined up. I was it was my pick in the draft, and I could have taken the Texans or the or the Redskins. And I just didn't trust Brock Osweiler enough, but I should have trusted Bill O'Brien. Yeah, and I should have trusted that defense. Um, so yeah, in the NFC East, Giants two and zero. NFC West, oh god, yeah, they're all one and one, all even. Yep, that's that's sad. The Rams have only scored nine points this year, and, <laughs> and they won one game. Hey, they're, so. they're points against, though, 31. Yeah. Look at the Seahawks. have only scored 15 points and allowed 19. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, in our division in the north, uh, Vikings are 2-0. and Giving up 30 points. We've given up 51. Sure. It can't be good. Sure. can't be good for wins. Uh, and then Bucks. So you're right. I mean, Panthers. So what? We'll say Panthers, Cardinals, Vikings. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe Giants. Giants. Yeah, I mean, it's it, the NFC does not – a lot of the best teams look like they're in the AFC this year. They do look like they're in the AFC. But pr- prior to the season, everyone thought, that, thought it would be opposite. Yeah. You know? Uh, let's get to the AFC. I want to okay. talk about New England beating Miami. Oh, yeah. And so a couple things that really jumped out at me in this game. Uh, Garoppolo looked unstoppable to start the game. Uh, he had a 12-yard touchdown to Amendola in the first. Uh, had a 20-yard touchdown to Martellus Bennett in the first. And then in the second quarter, another touchdown to Danny, Danny Amendola for 10 yards. And then gets sacked and sprains his AC joint. Oof. And he's out. So then you're looking at the – we talked about this in our last pod, right? No Gronk, no Brady, playing the uh, Cardinals. You know, you can't cut off the head of the snake and expect to kill it. They're still going strong. Go to this game with a Dolphins team that, you know, like isn't terrible. They're not a terrible team. Like I like Adam Gase. Um, decent defense of Indomitian Sue and some of their players, Cameron Wake and Garoppolo goes down and you're like, well, this could be, this could be their opening, right? They're going to, nope. Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. And he wasn't spectacular. Well, Garrett Blunt had some, Blunt some big moments. Oh, yeah. did you see them? Do you the see turtle. him? Yeah. Yeah. And did you see him take the photo of the Revolutionary War guy? <laughs> he got into the end zone. And he like did like a prison crouch for the yeah. Revolutionary War guy. Like he was like singing it's, Hamilton. It, it's it's Legarrette Blunt season, right? Like yeah. we have to like of all the fat running backs, Legarrette Blunt. Really, it's just him and Eddie Lacy. Yeah, but he's having the best season so far. Um, they are not signing another quarterback. So there's a couple things that came out today. One that. Who's the, who's the backup backup? I will get to that. Okay. So uh, one that it's crazy that they kept. Well, I know why they kept three quarterbacks on roster, right? Technically on roster because Brady's coming back. Right. And they like Jacoby Brissett. Um, but it's crazy that there's a chance Amendola plays. So they didn't they didn't say that that wouldn't be the case. So he looked like he was in a lot of pain yesterday. If he doesn't play, they are still not picking up another quarterback. It would be Jacoby Brissett. And Julian Edelman. Oh, man. As the backup. That's great. What, like, how crazy would it be if Brissette got hurt and they just ran Wildcat for the rest of the game? Well, that was like the uh, last year there was a hockey game. It was the Florida Panthers. And Roberto Luongo started the game mm-hmm. and got hurt. Yep. And so their, their backup goalie, Al Montoya, came in. And he got hurt. His name's Al Montoya? Yeah. The Colombian drug dealer? <laughs> he was a University <laughs> of Michigan goaltender. He was supposed to be, like, the next big thing. He never really panned out. And he gets hurt. And then, like, he's, he's like, he's not injured. Like, he's not, you know, in danger. But he's clearly hampered. Right. And so, like, they're just kind of hanging on. And the goal to – and, like, in that moment, when both of your goalies are hurt, you can – as an NHL team, you can sign – 
like an emergency contract. Sure. And so, like, they signed their goaltending coach to an emergency contact, contract, like a guy who oh, had remember this. who hadn't played goal in like fifteen years. And everybody's just like, "Is this going to happen? Is this going to happen?" And then, like, Roberto Luongo comes back out on the ice. Like, there was he had been hurt, <laughs> and in like the first intermission, he was like on TV in a full suit. <laughs> and then he comes back and he finishes the game. But that, like, because you know that coach is like, "There's no way we can let this guy play." Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, if that game is worth it just to watch it. Oh, I'm going to watch it. To see if Brissett, I mean, don't want Brissett to get hurt. Just but think about is there, the dream. Is there any question that the Patriots are the best team in football? No. There's no question. And I, I was skeptical. I was like, well, maybe they'll win 10 games, right? Like, it's hard to win those four games without Brady. And they are just such a good team. And again, this goes back to the system thing. And I don't, I don't agree with that. But there's a chance that Edelman will be playing in the next game, and I still think they'll win. Do you think Belichick kind of wants it to happen a little bit? He's like, I think he does. I just want to see if this can happen. Well, it's not just that; (laughs) it's that Belichick planned for this six years ago, right? right? Like, like before even drafted Edelman, running war games (laughs) in his basement. Uh, Who does New England have next week? Is it the Uh, Bills Thursday night? Is it the Bills? Yeah, it's no, it's it's Houston. Oh, it's that's Houston. a big time matchup. That's a huge matchup. Yeah. Oh, Bill O'Brien's ready for this. Yeah, that's a big matchup. Thursday night, right? Thursday night. Yeah, it's uh, another Twitter game. Twitter Did you game. watch any of that? Did you watch any of the live I stream? Just watched it on. Yeah, like television. like a normal person. Yeah, I just wanted to see what it would look like. Like you had to go to, like there was no easy way to get to it from my feed. Yeah, that's why. Like I, you know, I was looking at the Twitter app. I was like, this is just regular Twitter. Like, yeah. How do I? How do I watch Don't the you game? think there would have been like a. I mean, people would probably be mad if, like, Twitter interrupted your feed to say, like, hey, the, the football game's on, the football game's on. But, like, there's got to be an algorithm that knows that, like, I follow 30 NFL writers. Right. Right? Where they're like, okay. Well, it's this, safe yeah, to send it to, the, this, to this person's guy. clearly our person. Okay. Um, while we're on the topic of NFL, I do want to hit on one small subtopic, and that's rookie starting quarterbacks. Okay. Okay. So you've got... Carson Wentz starting tonight. Dak Prescott won his first game. Looked yeah, pretty good. Looked real good. Uh, Jacoby Brissett. Um, and then you've got um, Cody Kessler. That's a made-up name. Uh, Cody Kessler? <laughs> yeah. uh, he was a Brown. So, yeah, yeah. so the interesting thing is the only one of these starters who who isn't starting because of injuries once. He is clearly the most ready to start. Like he He's such an NFL quarterback. Um, and I may have been so wrong about Jared Goff. And so, like, yeah, well, you, you, you know, can go back and listen to the tapes. We were scoffing for golf. We were scoffing for golf. We were gonna, we were running it in reverse to get Stafford off the team. Um, but I, I find it interesting. It, you know, is this a real? Is this a really good quarterback class? How long will we know? Right? How many of these guys will actually be playing in two years? I don't. I know that the Browns love Cody Kessler. And so they were going to leave him on the bench to kind of let him matriculate into the lineup. I know that clearly Philly and Wentz are, you know, Wentz is their yeah. guy, right? Yeah, I mean, of those of those four you highlighted, I would say it's likely that three of them will be the starting quarterback for their team within two years. Yeah. And if you add, he's not a rookie, but if you add Garoppolo, mm-hmm. that's five quarterbacks who prior to the season, well, when we weren't sure if Brady was Trevor Simeon out there and too. Trevor Simeon. Yeah. I mean, it's like a quarterback renaissance. Case Keenum probably thinks he's a rookie after he, all the concussions. God, <laughs> this is my first game ever. He, Again, even though they beat the Seahawks, he's still so hard to watch. Yeah. 
he's just such a hard quarterback. I would rather watch Sean Hill. Um, by the way, Sean Hill's only like two years older than me. It's surprising. <laughs> he's one of the yeah. He's one of those really old looking guys. Like he's probably looked like a dad since he was fifteen. You, hey, uh, uh, Sean, what do you want? Uh, what do you want for your first car? You want like a you want like a Jeep? You want a Wrangler? What about a Mustang? He's like, oh, can I get an Aerostar? <laughs> I need room for the family. My favorite is yeah. what if he was at Little League and he's like, he's like, there, he's not in uniform yet. And they're like, where's your son at? He's like, oh no, I'm in. I'm in the I'm game. In the game. Oh, what are you, the umpire? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> kids are just swearing at him right so you think about the 32 teams in the nfl and you and i always talk about how there are like maybe 10 competent quarterbacks in the nfl is there a chance that the 2016 draft turned out at least three and maybe two. yeah and i there's got to be a point where at some point there has to be more than 10 competent quarterbacks. I mean, like, there'll always be varying degrees. You're right. never going to have 32 Brady's or no. 32 Rogers. But competent, there you go. Yeah. Competent quarterbacks. And so maybe this is the beginning of that. Yeah, I think so. It only took Tom Brady, or it only took, uh, I should say, Peyton Manning and Matt Hasselback retiring to actually get some competent quarterbacks. Yeah, and, in. you know, the Lions have a court's favorite, uh, Jake Rudock. Jake Rudock. Future just, competent quarterback wasting ready. away on their practice squad. I'm just ready for it. Just don't throw interceptions. Throw touchdowns. I hate Matt Stafford. Okay. Um, speaking of love-hate, we are still, if you guys are interested in taking questions for or comments about what you loved and hated from the weekend, uh, if you would like us to read those aloud and answer those, let us know. JC will throw them at us. Um, next up. Give him something to do. Next, he's looking real sassy over there. He is looking real sassy. When he gets it, when, he gets, that, when he gets that Madonna mic, you just wait. Chris? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... We have two topics left. Uh, I'm going to shoot down to World Cup of Hockey okay. first. Uh, I want Chris to give me a recap of what's going on. I know it's all you're thinking about. Yeah, so this is day three of the tournament. How many games have you watched so far? Um, I've I've watched chunks of all of them because you can go back and watch the replays on the on ESPN. I watched watch Miracle the other night. Does okay. that count as watching hockey? Well, it, no, because the U.S. team looked <laughs> god awful in their first game against Team Europe. The the older U.S. team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They the gave adults? up a goal to a guy from France. No, look at you. France <laughs> but no it's you know joking about team you say their coach is john tortorella who john tortorella is coaching yeah who had some Great success guy. well you know yeah um you know he had some he won a cup with the tampa bay lightning uh kind of burned out the rangers and wasted a lot of opportunities I feel there like that happens a lot in hockey though He's he's the new he's the new Mike Keenan. I was gonna say he's the new Mike Keenan. Yeah, yeah. just like success when he was young, you know. Keenan famously led the Canadian nineteen eighty seven Canada Cup team to to victory there, and that yep. was like, oh, he's going to be the best. And then he won a cup with New York in ninety four, and then he just people laughed at him for the right. next twenty two years. Well, is he coaching in Russia now? Probably He'll yeah, coach wherever he can get a job. Yeah, he's coaching in Russia. But like Tortorella was sort of he he was he said you know if. Something about his players not standing for the national anthem, and oh, then he would bench him. And then in the first game, like they're down three to nothing, and they've got Patrick Kane out, who's clearly the best player, right. maybe one of the you know maybe the best player in the in, in hockey right now, best offensive player. And they have him on a line with Justin Adlocator, who, God bless him, right? They the U.S. lost this tournament. When they shunned Phil Kessel. That's what I'm when saying. You, when you shun Phil Kessel, 
you you're gonna bad lose. things happen. So is Avocator on the team and Kessel should be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they and like they built the team and they wanted to have like a really bruising tough team. I think they're the biggest team in the tournament, probably the hardest hitting team in the tournament. They thought that was the way that they could right. counteract Canada. Uh, they play Canada tomorrow night, and what's essentially a must win. If they lose, sure. there's really Tim, Team Europe won their second game today. Yeah, and if Team Canada beats the U.S., the U.S. is knocked out because both of those teams will have. How are the more kids? Points how are the than, kids doing? Well, they won their first game. Sure, and they're playing uh, they, tonight, right? They, they're playing tonight. They skated all over Finland uh, in the first period of the game against Russia tonight. I they looked great. They were up one nothing at the end of it, and then Russia exploded for four goals in the second period. But were they all by Ovechkin? Uh, no, they were uh, lots of Ovs. Okay, Kucherov. You said um, you said Pavel's playing, right? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, he's actually been he's been playing quite well in the KHL, and that, clearly, like in the NHL, he was maybe one of the twenty best players when he was healthy. In the KHL, he's probably one or two, mm-hmm. and the other best guy is Ilya Kovalchuk, who is his line mate. Sure. So they have a real exa- uh, um, real advantage there. And uh, hey, why don't you look it up? See if we can find out what happened in the. Uh, oh yeah, I can look that up. The, the, uh, We're kid, live. The kids' game. Yeah. We're live. Uh, but the hockey's been pretty good. Maybe not great. Um, I do suspect tomorrow night, uh, 8 o'clock Eastern, USA, Canada. I'll definitely be tuning in for that. Um, you know, check it out. It, it's it's nice to it's nice to watch hockey while watching football. I mean, you can do that at other times, but it right. still, still feels kind of summery, and I always like the international hockey game. When, and, does, uh, when does hockey season kick off? Uh, like mid-October. And then we're gonna have a we're gonna have a hockey because I I don't I just don't watch enough hockey, so we're gonna have a guest on. Oh yeah, maybe weekly. Yeah. Here, go to this one here. There it is. There's that link. There's Some, a uh, backseat internet driving here. Yeah, that's all right. You know. So, uh, da, 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 da. here, go to this. Uh, we'll scroll a little more. Great, right there. So uh, Russia beat Team four North three. America four to three. So it looks like they got it close at the end. So wait, what is uh what what did, what do they what does Team North America have to do to continue? Uh, they probably have to beat Sweden uh, on Wednesday afternoon. Is Hank on that team? He was hurt. Oh, okay. So yeah, the Red Wings had two. They had two Swedes. They had Kronwall and Zetterberg. They might have had other Swedes, but both of them went down or, or is, were not is playing with injuries. Lindstrom just walking around like a White Walker. Just uh, probably everybody's sick. just afraid of him. <laughs> All right, so that is our World Cup recap. Yeah, check Chris, it out. It's Chris's it, Chris's weekly World Cup recap. Yeah, we'll have one more, and then I think it's over. Yeah, so it's okay. Just, it's just a short tournament. All right. Last but not least, yeah. This weekend marked the 30th anniversary of the film Hoosiers. Are you in? Are you incredibly familiar with Hoosiers? Oh yeah. Okay, good. Should be. We we should all be. Um, it. I don't. We don't have to recap Hoosiers, but it left me <laughs> to ask the question. Strap in. Well, my favorite line in Hoosiers is when Gene Hackman's trying to get thrown out of the game, and he asks the ref if he's got bird shit in his eyes, and he goes, "You got bird shit in your eyes," and he kicks him out. It's my yeah. favorite part of the movie. Uh, I just watched that part over and over again in a loop. Um, it led me to ask the question. It's. I do really, really enjoy it. But what is your favorite sports movie of all time? Okay. Chris did not have time to prep. No. And. What makes up a great sports movie? Hmm. Does it have to be accurate? Do you appreciate white men can't jump? Yeah. Even though Wesley Snipes clearly can't play basketball. Yeah, and I think that, you know, we could get really granular with this and get into, like, sports movies like or, like, love stories that are, like, hidden sports sure. movies. Or sports, you know, love stories that are, like, disguised as sports movies like Rocky. Right. 
and um, that movie with For the Love of the Game yeah. and things like that. Still never seen that whole movie. Yeah, it's yeah. a long-ass yeah. movie. Um, yeah, I, I, I like I like realistic sports movies. I like unrealistic sports sure. movies. I just I, I really like as a, a sports fan, I think something that Court and I bonded over was the like the irreverent side mm-hmm. of sports, which right. most sports movies are irreverent yes. in some ways. Like there there's they're a little bit supernatural as far as like the athletic yeah. ability of the players and the way that the you know, the plays that the games end on and like the performances of the players always just sort of are superhuman. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of that askew there. My favorite sports movie. Yeah, it's a tough question. It is a tough question. It says a lot about a person. JC, a- what's your favorite sports movie? Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks. That's a good sports good movie. That's I had you pegged as a Mr. Baseball guy. Mighty Ducks. <laughs> Mighty Ducks. <laughs> That's true. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You think culturally, like, you know, we grew up, you know, idolizing like football and basketball. So yeah. that kind of added like a mainstream. Oh, you wanted to be. You got to give him a Jesse Hall jersey. <laughs> you got to give him a Jesse yeah. Hall jersey. Yeah. He loved the Mighty Ducks. Story, my uncle, Uncle CB, took me to see that <laughs> with my cousin from Muskegon. Oh, really? <laughs> That's a good story. Yeah. Is your cousin <laughs> from there, like, we were, like, playing air hockey. Oh, yeah. Are you still a hockey fan? No. Okay. No. Didn't last. Didn't last. Yeah. Are you still an Emilio Estevez fan? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Have to be. Have to be. Um, Chris? Still thinking here. Do you want me to give um, mine? Yeah, give me yours. Mine's an easy one because we've talked about it in the pod. Yeah. Without limits. Without limits. Without question. It's a good one. Yeah. So it's weird because I didn't run track or cross country in high school, but I probably would have liked to. Um, same time as football, so I couldn't. But... I've never seen a sports movie that made me care more about a sport that I didn't. And that I think that may be why. Well, that's a good... You know, it, yeah. it, it's not a sport that I watch regularly, but I cared so much about the competition and what it took to win and the backstory and how how well it was done. So, yeah, Without Limits is, is my, hmm. very, my very favorite sports movie. Hmm. I think that mine, it, you know, I... My my favorite movie ever yeah. is Rocky. Sure. But I don't, don't count that as a sports But I don't movie. like it because of the boxing. I like it because yeah. of the relationship that Rocky has with everybody in the movie. Like yeah. It's all very interesting. Um, it's touching and sweet, and I like that. I think my favorite sports movie is A League of Their Own. It's a great movie. Yeah. I mean, I... Great movie. I, uh, you know, my wife and I watched that, like, while she was, like, in labor... Oh, so wow. That's, that was your yeah, that's her favorite movie. That was one of them. I think we watched like Miss Congeniality sure. or another one too, <laughs> but, but that one is good. It's, it's, it's really funny. And it's, it's probably like the most, like there's great sports in it. Like the, there's great sports. In there's it. the, you know, Jimmy Dugan is like the washed up mm-hmm. player. I love the scene where he's just like with the pitching machine. Yep. All alone, yep. belting the ball. Like, I just like, yeah, just yeah. such a such a great great that I love. I love how the team comes together and how like there's real there's real strategies and moments and like. Well, then there's tension. There's Kit and there's yeah, um, Dottie mm-hmm. uh, separating. My favorite scene in that movie is uh, Marla Hooch in the gym. Yeah, just yeah. smashing just the ball, smashing baseballs. Marla Hooch, what a hitter! <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, 
It's we, a, we could definitely, you know, maybe maybe, maybe this is a rainy day. Right. We'll break out the old list format. And oh, the list format. We could do good. like top fifty sports movies. You know, because I, I, I love um, um, what's the 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 one with the cutters, uh, the bike riding movie. Um, shit. Oh man, the like, the guys in Indiana who ride the bikes. yeah, like the eighties movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't. Uh, I know, but I've seen it. Like yeah, I can't times. believe I can't. The BMX uh, movie. It's not not BMX. They're like bike racers. And um, Dennis Quaid is in it. Oh no, I don't know. Yeah, and uh, Jackie Jackie uh, Earl Haley. Earl Haley is in it. Oh, we gotta watch that. Yeah, it's really good. They're called they're, they're like they they get into this bike riding race. There's a guy who really wants to be like an Italian breaking away. Breaking is away. What it's called. I've never breaking, seen breaking away. Yeah, breaking away. You know another movie I really like that is also a sport that I don't regularly watch is Vision Quest. Yeah. Oh man, great movie! Yeah, Vision Quest is a good one. I gotta watch yeah. that. Just, just he's just doing push-ups and his nose is bleeding all the time. Yeah. Ma- Matthew Modine. Yeah, cutting weight, cutting weight. I don't know why it's so weird. Like you know, like Rudy's like a staple, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Major League. Yep. Staple. Yeah, my favorites growing up would have been uh, Major League, yep. Mighty Ducks, uh, Necessary Roughness. Necessary Roughness, incredible, movie. A really good one from Balaya. Uh, from Oruski. Because like, there's not a ton of. Do you have a favorite football movie? Uh, I really like Friday Night Lights. Yeah. I read the book, so like I was really... That's almost a documentary. It is almost a documentary. Um, it's really tough. I mean, I, I do really like... I do really like Any Given Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's not like... I, I don't know what it is about Any Given Sunday. I love that Lawrence Taylor's in it. And is a complete maniac. I never believed that Pacino was a head coach. Yeah. You know, I thought Randy Quaid, Dennis Quaid, A. Quaid. Yes. I thought Dennis Quaid. The good, lo- the good looking Quaid. Yeah. Did you just mention Dennis Quaid too? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I thought he was really good as like Cap, like the the old quarterback and Steaming Willie Beeman. That's right, man. I got to watch that movie again. I it's saw it the really theater. Good, it's a really good movie. Well, it. it's it's very like in your face. But it's a really good movie. LL Cool J is the running back. <laughs> yeah, Remember? That's right. And you mentioned Miracle. You watched that recently. Miracle is spectacular. The Miracle is probably the best. I was going to say, I thought Miracle might be your favorite movie. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Um, oh, man. It's pretty good. Pretty good. I think Miracle is maybe the best looking, like, actual sports. Yes. Yeah. Like, the way they filmed it. And, the, <laughs> right. and, like, the fact that all the actors were hockey players yeah. and they didn't have to do a lot of fancy cutting and, right. and things well, like that. So it's really funny. Like we were watching, my girlfriend and I were watching it the other night and, um, and we noticed in a scene, like when they're announcing the cuts. So it's supposed to take place in the early seventies. Yeah. Right. Uh, that, well, 1980. Oh, 1980. You're right. Yeah. Cause they go through all the years. Yeah. That's right. And this one guy gets up and he's wearing cargo shorts. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I'm like, good. Oh, they didn't do pretty a good, good catch. They didn't do a good enough job of disguising that. But no, it's really good. I mean, I thought Kurt Russell's uh, Brooks, is yeah, Brooks, is pretty spectacular. Again, <laughs> yeah, again, blow the whistle. Um, and then the one redhead guy who's the assistant coach—is he just always someone's sidekick or best friend? Yeah, like that. He's in like Truman Show. Mm-hmm. Like that will forever be his. That's a good. It's not a bad gig to have. It's not. You know, it's not. John C. Riley made not. a living out of it. Um, so I think that'll wrap it up for us. Yeah. Anybody watching right now want to tell us their favorite sports movie? Anybody? Nothing. No. No, Top Gun is not a sports Gordon's movie. A, well, he he's a big fan of uh, oily volleyball. <laughs> there <laughs> so. is. There is. There is sports. Well, maybe that's like 
a movies that movies has that have unlikely it. sports scenes. Like she's all that with Freddie uh, Prince Jr. doing hacky sack. That's true. <laughs> it's a recreational sport. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you guys will get. Well, we will get much much better at posting when we're going to go live. Yeah. Um, so that you guys can participate. Um, but please do if you want to. We will. Uh, JC will probably be mic'd up next week. I know. It's going to be real dangerous. I don't know what he's done to deserve it yet, but I, I think he'll be mic'd up next week. I, it's We don't know what's going to happen. There's We know that when Evan comes on the show to talk baseball, that there there could be an altercation of some yeah, sort. Yeah, we're going to have to pat them both down and make sure that they don't have a shiv. I just feel like like Evan's going to be on this side of the table. JC's going to be on, on the couch uh, doing producer stuff. And then I think that we're just going to – I'm just going to like degrade Evan for never making it past <laughs> intern. And something might happen. But I think that's going to wrap it up for us. But yeah. Chris, before we get out of here, where can people find yeah, us? Yeah, follow us on Twitter at Most Basic Cable. Our personal Twitter feeds, I'm at C. Van Howe. I am at Court Smoots. Thank you. Facebook, follow us, like us. Yeah. The Most Basic Cable. Share this video out to your mm-hmm. friends and family if you like it. Uh, you know, Help us grow our audience so that we can do more fun things and have more fun guests. Uh, you can check out all our old episodes on our website, mostbasiccable.com. And you can email us, mostbasiccable at gmail.com. If you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. And as always, thanks, Evan. Thanks, Evan. Also, Jason. Also, Jason. Gentlemen, to Weevil.